Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. Welcome back, everybody. So glad that you are joining us this week. Uh, it's another Tuesday. Last week has gone by kind of fast. I feel like we just released an episode. I know. But I think it's 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 getting back into a, a normal schedule, right? We had school last week. One week done. One week done. The are, kids made it. Are they counting down? And the parents made it. <laughs> are, we, are we counting down until Christmas? Um, y- yes. It goes pretty quick. Yeah. It goes really quick. Uh, I, I will tell you, uh, we had... Uh, late baseball the night before school. We had switch on Wednesday, which is sixth through twelfth grade ministry at Life Church. So that was a late night, and so it, it just was a very long week. Yeah. By Thursday night, we're like, hey, we're going to bed. Like six forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when you get home from school, showering we're, up. We're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, but, ho- but hopefully you guys have had a great uh, great week. If you started school last week, some of you probably started a couple weeks ago. Some of you may be starting this week. And as we learned last week in Minnesota, they start after Labor Day. <laughs> remember that yes i do remember useless information we gave you last week if you are new to the podcast this is what you're getting real conversations <laughs> about brian and shayla being different uh we have been married almost 22 years we've got two kids and a ministry called anguish hearts and so thankful that you are checking us out if you are back thank you so much we love repeat listeners and we are on season four. Can you believe that? I know. We're heading towards our one-year anniversary of the w- podcast. What are we going to do to celebrate? Maybe we'll have a guest. We've been talking about guests for a year. Maybe we can have cake. Cake. Ice cream? Ice cream. Ice cream cake. And I, and I Maybe we should video our one-year anniversary podcast episode. Oh, I don't know about that. That's probably <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> if you did not catch last week, we began a new series called Do You Need a Miracle? What a question, huh? Hmm. Do you need a miracle? I think we can all answer yes. I would imagine most of you that listened last week probably said yes. And hopefully through last week's episode, it encouraged you and it uh, created uh, a desire to follow Jesus to invite him into your need. Because ultimately that's where the miracle comes from. And so we explored two of Jesus's miracles last week. Do you remember the two we talked about? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot? Wait, where are my notes? No, you can't look <laughs> at the notes. I'll give you a hint. The first one. Do you remember the first one? You look, Guys, I wish you could see her face. I, I, I really. It's been a long week. It, I've already told you it's been a long week. There was two. There was Jesus turned water into wine. Yes. And then I he, even read that and one. Then, and then he <laughs> healed the official's son. Yes. You remember that? Yes. And so if you have not checked out last week's episode, you can check it out. Shayla, you can check out last week's episode. Yeah, I might have to go back go and back l- listen to that listen again. Listen to our episode. Oops. Uh, but we talked about how Jesus, uh, he was at a wedding and they ran out of wine and Jesus's mom gave him the look. Yeah. And, and the instructions. The mom look. Yeah. Jesus, you, 
you best do something yeah here. right now like i know you are the son of god i know you are the messiah i know <laughs> that you, you are a god in human form <laughs> not many people here know that but yeah. i do know that do you see that water <laughs> because i remember giving birth to you and i gave birth to you as a virgin so i know it was a miracle <laughs> <laughs> so do you see that water over there <laughs> you, you do something do something about that and so we joked about that how for all of you moms you give your kids the look and so <laughs> it was last week was fun and and really what we wanted to do is invite you into how we read through the bible and how we have to put ourselves into that story to go okay if i was a servant if i was a servant who jesus said hey go draw the water or go fill the fill the fill the the um the jars the stone jars full of water and then draw the water and give to the master the master of the like ceremony the man <laughs> the man of the wedding i mean think about those servants like like they they knew it was water but they also knew it was Jesus, right? I mean, I mean, it's easy to look back and go, "Well, we know who Jesus was." But at the time, were they like, "Is this, is this, is this him? Like, is this the guy that's going to do the miracles?" So that was cool. And then uh, with the official son, uh, remember, uh, he traveled over twenty miles, mm-hmm. walked twenty miles. His son, he left his son who was uh, very, very ill, and he he was begging Jesus to heal his son, and he said, "Go, your son's healed." And he had to walk back 20 miles. Not knowing. Not knowing, is he going to make it? And when he got back, he asked the people, he asked his family, he said, when was when was our son healed? And it was about one o'clock. And he thought back, that was the exact time that Jesus said, your son is healed. Yeah, that he had that encounter. So we talked about how Jesus, with Jesus, it's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So go back, check it out. Uh, we talked about the two miracles. We're going to talk about two more today. And there are four more, three and a bonus one that we're going to <laughs> three and the one miracle, the, the, the Super Bowl of miracles. So we're going to talk about two today, and then we're going to do part three next week. And if, we, if we're doing the right math, we probably will have part four the following week. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If there's six more, and we do two a week, three more weeks. You got it. Counting today. So Shay, let's jump into today's miracle. Do you want to do the first one? I'll do the first one. <laughs> You want me to do the first one? Yeah, you do the first All one. All right. Well, let me... Because I went first last week, oh, so you can go. You gave me the look. I, I thought maybe you had your Bible already turned to the, to the first Listen, one. Listen, it's, it's the mom in me. I gave you the look. It's the wife look, not yep. the mom look. All right. So <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, miracle number three today is Jesus healed the lame. And, it, and you can find this scripture in John chapter five. Uh, John is one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's the fourth gospel in the Bible in the New Testament. Chapter 5, verses 1 through, we're going to go 1 through 15, and I'm, gonna re- I'm reading this out of the NIV. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years when jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time he asked him do you want to get well sir the invalid replied i have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred while i'm trying to get in someone else goes down ahead of me then jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk at once the man was cured he picked up his mat and walked the day on which this took place was a sabbath and so the jewish leader said to the man who had been healed It is a Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? 
The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Then the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Jesus healed the lame. Mm. I love that story for so many reasons. And where do we begin? I mean, it, again, it's a miracle. You had a, think about this, Shayla. The, the man was lame for 38 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. For a lot of you listening, that's, that's longer than you've been alive, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 38 years is such a long time to be lame. And, and think about the darkness that he was probably in, mm-hmm. right? For, for that long and, and thinking, am I ever going to see any sort of healing? Am I ever going to be cured of this? And what I gather from reading that, just that in verse five, where it talked about him being lame for 38 years, is it's never too late for a miracle, you're never too far gone. Yeah. And oftentimes we think, uh, well, I'll give this as, as an example. I remember before I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't really understand the whole baptism and why you get baptized and when you get baptized. And uh, speaking of which, we should probably do an episode on baptism. We did a Facebook Live one time on that. So we could probably talk about that at some point. Squirrel moment. <laughs> Squirrel moment. Uh, but I remember thinking, Again, before I was bat, before giving my life to Jesus, I'm too old to be baptized. Mm. And because for some reason I thought like you had to be a kid. Cause I remember as a kid, you would see other kids get baptized and it was never explained to me why somebody gets baptized. And, uh, I just remember through my, you know, ad- young adulthood thinking, I don't know where baptism fits into like this religion thing, but I, I'm too far gone. Mm-hmm. And then once I gave my life to Jesus, it was like, oh, you surrender your life. And then baptism is an outward expression of your decision to follow Jesus. And then it was a celebration. And so that's just an example of like in my own personal story, I thought I was too far gone, too old to be baptized. And, and, and what this passage tells us is it's never too late for a miracle. Well, and I, I look at that too, 38 years of feeling hopeless, you know, right? I mean, where do you find hope? when you're lame mm-hmm. and, and where, and, and I would have to, to assume in, in those days, Brian, life was hard. And, and when you, yeah, he wasn't at the bus stop waiting to get picked up by the yeah. bus and then take, you know, you could take, it would take you somewhere 20 miles down the road. It was, you were stuck. You're stuck there where you were. And, and you were with a whole bunch of people that are, that were the same. Right. And, and I like where, um, you know, it, it says, you know, for 38 years, he was this way. And, and I have to assume that, that he had no hope. Um, but, but I like when, when Jesus comes to him and says, do you want to get well? It's just a question. Yeah. Like, do you, do you even want to change? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and how many times are we facing something and God is whispering, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. You know, we either listen to that or we ignore it, right? Yeah, it's such a big question. And oftentimes you don't even know it's the Holy Spirit asking that question. But I know through our mentoring couples, individuals, the last six years, even before we launched the ministry, especially people in the middle of addiction, I'll ask them, do you even want to get over this? Mm-hmm. 
well, you know, I, I, my wife wants me to stop drinking or I should probably stop drinking for my kids or, you know, I, my wife doesn't like when I smoke weed or whatever it might be, but I still kind of like it. I like hanging with my buddies. It's like, do you even want to get well? Mm-hmm. Like, do you even want to get healed? Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus is asking this man. It's like, you have a choice. You can be healed or you can continue to lay here for the next 38 years. Well, and if you, if you read, if you look at, look at, um, let's see what verse was it? Um, verse seven, um, he says, I have, I mean, he makes an excuse, right? He's like, well, I ain't got no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And then he says, while while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So he's full of excuses. Yeah. What's interesting about that passage, Shayla, there was a, there was a religious tradition of the water being stirred. And the people thought that if once the water was stirred, if you were the first one in the pool, you would be healed. Mm. And so what he's saying is like, I have no, like when the water starts to stir, I have nobody put me in and they're Mm -hmm. jumping in front of me because Mm -hmm. he thought that was the only way to be healed. And how often do we think that as well as that we have to do certain things for God to go, oh, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Or, okay, if you do, if I do this, then God will do that. Or if I go to church enough, or if I become a religious person, then God will care and he'll potentially help me and he'll heal me and, or even pay attention to me. And, and that's not, we're, we're not here to follow religious traditions. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what, that's what the, the, the lame was asking. He was like, I don't, I don't even have anybody here to help me do what I think I'm supposed to do to mm-hmm. potentially even be healed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus is like, Hey, you, you don't need, yeah, you don't need that, that. tradition. Like get up. He, right. he says, you, you know, he doesn't say this, but like you said, you don't need that. What he says is get up and walk. Yeah, That's be, what Jesus says. Right. Yeah. Because as soon as he starts talking, like, I can almost see Jesus like cutting him off, cutting him off. Right. He's like, somebody else tries to go down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, get yeah, up, get up like walk. stop. Yep. I don't, did you, would Jesus say shut up? I don't know. Maybe. Like, nope. Stop. 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 <laughs> get up, pick up your mat and walk. It was a, it was a Could you imagine that's the first glimpse of hope in 38 years for this man? The first 38 years of being lame. And now somebody, Jesus, tells him, get up and walk. I, 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 that's just mind blowing. mind blowing for me. Well, what it tells me is that when Jesus heals you, it's instantly mm-hmm. that his timing is perfect and that when he speaks listen yeah when he speaks mountains can be moved mm-hmm. and when he speaks you can be healed and i mean he it was a command it was go pick up your mat and walk and it's like go 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 like i've told you go pick up your mat and 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 how often are we lame and crippled and begging and and we hear jesus say pick up your mat shayla and go and we're scared mm-hmm. but i don't know any different all I know is laying here next to this pool that hopefully someday I'll get healed. Well, wait, now he's faced with being healed. Now, now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to get, pick up your mat and walk? Or are you going to say, I don't know what's over there, so I'm just going to stay here where I'm safe. Yeah. Or where, where he thought he would be safe. Yeah. And that's the choice that we have when, when we're faced with a miracle. And, and we see it all the time. The miracle is there. You just have to walk. Mm-hmm. You have to go. <laughs> you have to pick up your mat and go. go. And people say, 
but it's too hard. Mm -hmm. And it might be. It might be, but how do you know it's too hard? Hasn't it been hard for 38 years? Why do you want to go back to the marriage that you had? Why do you want to go back to the bottle? Why do you want to go back to the drug? Why do you want to go back to the cigarettes? That that life has has brought you to this point. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is saying, pick up your mat and go, why not go? In, in, in its, you just said it was mind-boggling listening to the story. It's mind-boggling for us to sit here and go, there's somebody listening right now that Jesus has told you, pick up your mat and go. Mm-hmm. And you say, I'm scared to go. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, how do we even fight that? Well, I think, I mean, how do we fight that or how, 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 do, how do we do take we, the first step? Well, I, mean, I mean, how do we fight that temptation that the enemy is saying, hey, don't pick up your mat you don't know what's through that door. You don't know what's on the other side. Hey, you know, what's over here. Come back here. Come, 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 come back. I th- I think you have to, to, to reach your breaking point. Yeah. And, and, and that's where you are being lifted up out of that pit. Right. And, and God is saying, you know, we have free will, right, Bri? Yeah. And, and you can make a hard decision of, of, go right of, of taking that first step and going, or you can stay in the pit and, and it's a choice that we can have, but I think it has to be, the breaking point has to be there of, I want change. And I don't know what this journey is going to look like, but I'm going to have faith that when I take this first step, I'm going to roll up my mat I'm going to throw it over my shoulder Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take this first step. I'm going to trust and I'm going to have faith. And does that mean that the miracle happens instantly? I mean, it, it might be two more steps and then you start to see, you know, you, you're able to see what, what the path is in front of you. It might be the chains that are breaking and pulling you back, you know, to, but, but lay your mat back down and lay right here because that's all, you know. Yeah. And, and so we, we have to trust, we have to have faith, but we have to move, we have to go. Um, and, and, and again, I think, and we've talked about this, you have to be in a community and people surrounding you to support you. Right. Um, isolation is Satan's best friend. Right. And if you're trying to, and you're wanting a miracle, you have to be surrounded with like-minded people that are going to be praying for you, encouraging you that when those steps are hard, you've got to continue. Last week, we talked about the official when he walked 20 miles to Jesus. We talked about, yes, you read that and you think the miracle is when Jesus healed the son. But we also said, what wasn't it a miracle when the, when the official took the first step to walk 20 mm-hmm. miles, right? You just said it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but he took a step yeah. and, and it was 20 miles later. Right. And, and then Jesus healed in the moment. His son was healed 20 miles, but he back. Had to go 20 miles back. And so like in, in this situation, again, I, I love to share when our, when we, we share part of our story through these illustrations, but the, if you have not listened to our story, you got to go back to season one, episode 11, 12, but Shayla, the, the, the moment that you found out that I was, that I had stepped out on the marriage and, and, and you, you, you asked me a question, well, more of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> you said you are at a breaking point mm-hmm. and you have got to make a de- decision. Do you want to continue down this path yeah. or do you want to make a change? Like in essence, you were asking, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. And and it was really hard to answer that question the day that, you know, your, your wife finds out about an affair and, 
she's moving out and the whole world comes crashing down, but I desperately wanted to make a change. And it was not easy. It was months and months of saying, yes, I want to be well. And I remember just thinking, is it ever really going to get better? And, and obviously it did. And, um, you know, again, that encounter with Jesus changes everything. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I think, um, you know, for the listener that's listening right now, it, it's a process, right? Um, when you picked up your mat and you started, you started to go, right. it didn't happen immediately. Right. Yeah. And, and so the listener that's thinking, you know, I want this miracle to happen right now. It can, but, but you have to put forth the, the action behind that to go. And, and it's a process. And I think that's where you can really see sometimes, you know, I think people think the miracle happens immediately. A miracle can happen a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. Because if let's say, even though I was doing well inside and I said, yes, Jesus, I want to be well, I picked up my mat and I, and I began, I, I, I went, if I would have called you three days later, like, Hey, move back in. I'm, I'm well, mm-hmm. you'd been like, no. Oh, hell no. You're not yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> See how I rhyme there. Yeah. But I mean, that's the reality. Like the miracle had started. Yeah. But it, it took months and months again of me saying, yes, today, Jesus, yes, today I want to be well. And in, in order for us to be restored, you had to be well. Yeah. Jesus came to you and said, Shayla, do you want to be well? Mm-hmm. Because you could have said, oh, hell no. I'll say there. I yeah. said it twice. <laughs> uh, you could have said, no, I, I don't. I want to be well, but I don't want to be well with him. Yeah. And, and, but that's not how the story ended. No. Right. I mean, Jesus restored us. And, and so whatever you're going through, a miracle, a miracle can happen, but you must be like the lame person and, and say, yes. When Jesus asks you that question, do you want to be well? If you truly want to, you have to say yes. Yeah. And then pick up, pick up that mat and go. And go. Go. Go now. What are you waiting for? (laughs) Go. All right, Shayla. All right. Miracle number four. Number four, but two for today. Two for today. Number four of all. I like this one. And I think a lot of people, um, like, when we we are reading these miracles, you kind of forget about them, right? And then you read through John again, and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that that happened. Yeah, here's the problem with, with people who've been around church a long time, especially if you grew up in the church. You, you are taught these stories as a child. Yes. And if you are our age, our generation, it was a felt board. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, because that's the picture I have in my, in my mind about th- this story. I knew I could I... see your eyes, your eyes lit up. <laughs> and, and, and that's the pro I don't want to say that's the problem, but that's the problem with the American church is historically you taught the children these stories and you made them almost like a fairy tale. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, when you, when you began to think for yourself and make your own decisions, you didn't have people pouring into you to say, no, that same story you, you learned when you were five or six years old with a felt board or with a video, no, that Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the gap that we have to hit that, that preteen, teenage, high school years, college years where you have to go, no, Jesus is, th- those miracles really happened. And so I, I love what you said. I mean, you, when we revisit these stories as adults, like it's no, it's not a felt board story. No, like it's a real, 
real story. Yeah. And Brian, as, as, as you and I sit down and we, we read through these, we put ourselves into the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, last week's episode, we, we put ourselves into that story. And I think as adults, we have to, to insert us, insert you into the story and where God is performing a miracle in your life. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one is going to be John six, one through, what am I reading through Brian? One, one through 13. One through 13. Um, and, and this miracle is when Jesus feeds the 5,000 and I, and I think, you know, I'm going to go back to that felt board. Jesus feeds the 5,000, you know, millions of little dots on the board. And little, tiny little fish. Tiny little fish. Hand, yep. Little loaf of bread. Yep. Yep. In the basket. But all these people, like, how is it possible? Right. All right. So this is what scripture says. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberias. And a, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick. When Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down with his disciples, a Ju- the Jewish, Jewish Passover festival was near. Then Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? Jesus is always asking questions. But we'll get to this. Okay, all right. Well, we'll get all right. So, so Jesus says, where should we buy all the bread? Like, where are we going to get bread for all these people to eat? Verse six says, he asked this only to test him, to, to test Philip. For he had already in his mind, or he had already had in his mind what he was going to do. Come on, Jesus. Verse 7 says, Philip answered him, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one of what each one of these people to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to all those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all the, when they had all they had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, "Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted." So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. It's crazy. <laughs> so so let let's let's go back to the 5000. So scholars have said it's 5,000 men. So if there's 5,000 men, there could have been close to 20,000, including women and children. So Shayla, we've been to T-Mobile Center, which is formerly the Sprint Center. We live in Kansas City. It's our uh, our downtown arena. It seats about 20,000 people. Okay. Mm. So we've been there when it's been pretty packed. Yeah. And 20,000 people is a lot of people. A lot. So envision 20,000 people. If you've been to an arena... You've watched a concert and it's packed. Envision that many people on a mountainside. 
and Jesus standing there with his disciples. <laughs> and he's like, we got to get some food. <laughs> and he asked you, where are we going to get all the, where are we going to get the bread? I mean, there's no catering. <laughs> You're not going to Chick-fil-A to get catering. You're not going to Publix or Hy-Vee or whatever your grocery store is, wherever you live. It's going to take a miracle. Yeah. To feed these people. Brad, what I like about that is Jesus was testing Philip, right? Oh, of course. And it's almost like the last miracle. Like, do you want to get well? Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you think, Philip? Like, where should we? And that's kind of a common theme in these miracles, right? Like, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, Jesus was like to his disciples, like, follow me. Right. And, and are you all in? And when Jesus turns to his buddy Philip and's like, hey, man, where are we going to get all the food for these people? Look at all of them. Did Philip run around and go, I don't know, I don't know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? No. He was like, okay. Um, well, Philip's like, hey, you just told that that lame, that, that lame yeah. man like earlier to pick up his mat. Like, whatever you did there, like, yeah. can we do something here? Yeah. You know, and so, and so I have to think they, they put their, their mind to work, right? They, they started to think. Um, not, not Jesus. Jesus already knew it was going to happen, but I'm talking his disciples, but the disciple that said, Hey, there's a kid, a small child Mm -hmm. with a little bit of food. Jesus, what are you going to do? Well, well, (laughs) think about this conversation. You know, when you're waiting on a concert and like the opening band comes out or like some MC, like the host or some, sometimes a radio host will come out and like try to, you know, the hype man. And everyone's like, I don't want the hype man. Yeah. Like I need, like we, we're, we're here for the show. The main event. And can you, can you, I mean, these people are like, well, you go back to verse two and, and the people were so intrigued because they had heard about these miracles. So, so 20,000 people. So let's go back to that, that thought, 20,000 people. I know it says five, but counting women and children. It says a great crowd of people followed him. So. 20,000 people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we, we've heard. Or we saw. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen what you've done or, or you have, you know, we heard from a neighbor or it was my neighbor or it was a family member. We saw an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> on, on your stories before it, before it fell off there at hour 24. <laughs> but they were intrigued. So people are intrigued when they see miracles. And when they see life cha- change, they want to be around it. Mm-hmm. We said all the time, are you living a life that people want to be around? Are you living a life? Of, are you living a, a miraculous life where people are like, whatever's going on, I want that. Mm. And when they saw a life change, like I want to be, a, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I want a piece of Jesus. And so they followed him because they wanted to see it for themselves. 20,000 people are like, we're here. And then we're hungry. Now what? And yeah. now, now, yeah. What are we going to do with about food? And, and, and I love what you said, like he, he invited Philip into the miracle and, and isn't that so true how Jesus invites us into other people's miracles where yes, he can do things on his own. He is the all powerful mighty God, but he oftentimes invites people into the miracle so we can be involved in, 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 in what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And he uses people. And he also, I think by him asking Philip, he wants to include us. You know, he, he's asking Philip, like, hey, I could do this, but what do you want to do? Like, what do you think we should do? And, you know, in verse five, 
I think sometimes we're presented with this impossible. Philip's like, why are you asking me what I, what, what we should do? Like, this is impossible. Yeah. But sometimes he asks us into that impossible to almost be overwhelmed. Like, okay, I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. No, right. that's, that's good. Whatever mountain you are, you know, whatever mountain is in front of you, whatever obstacles in front of you, he's going to ask you to go do that. But it's going to be so big that you're going to have to surrender and go, okay, I cannot do this on my own. Philip's like, there's no way I can feed 5,000 people, 20,000 people on my own. I'm going to, I'm going to need some help. And and sometimes we just have to get out of the way and let God work. Mm-hmm. And reminds me of those old shirts I used to buy all the time. Let yeah. go, let go and let God work. Yeah. And that's true. We just, sometimes we just have to let go and go, okay, I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I need some help. Yeah. 20,000 people. So then turn to the boy. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. But think, but think about it in that, that day and age, this boy probably, um, well, he was the only smart one. He's like, I brought my own food. I'm good. <laughs> or, or, or did he, or was, well, you know, did, did he come thinking like, I, I need to, to save this food for my family or, you know, was, was he walking along and saw the, the 20,000 and said, Hey, I want to know what's going on and stop for a brief moment. You know, I don't know. Does it say anything like that in scripture, Brian, in the study notes about what the boy or how the boy ended up there? Uh, why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> Cause you put me on the spot all the time. <laughs> you, do you know something I don't know about the study notes? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. That's why I said, we're oh, going to look at that, look I at it together. Maybe you already looked at the study notes. No. Um, well, I, I, it, it does say this. It says in regard to verse six, eight, nine. So, uh, excuse me, verse eight and nine, chapter six. That's when Simon Peter spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. How far will they go among so many? Well, they're not going to go very far. Mm-mm. And Jesus said, have the people sit down. And he's like, get ready. Sit so, down, pay attention. Something, <laughs> something's about ready to happen. And the study notes says this. In performing his miracles, Jesus... Jesus usually preferred to work through people what we just talked about right he's mm-hmm. inviting people into this miracle and he said and it says here he took what a young child offered and used it to accomplish one of the most spectacular miracles recorded in the gospels age is no bar- barrier to christ never think you are too young or too old to be of service to him hmm. so it, make, it makes me go back to you know what was the boy doing there was he part of the twenty thousand? Or was he somebody just was walking along and said, hey, what is this? And he was carrying. He might have had a front row seat. Don't you know. know. He, might, he might have bought the VIP package and got the, <laughs> he was able to sit up front and got in early. But, but God used him. God used him. It didn't matter how old he was. And sometimes we think we're just, we're too far gone. We're too young. We don't know enough. We're not experienced enough. We don't have enough knowledge. Um, I've been through too much. There's no way we can be healed. There's no way I can fight this addiction. Like God will use you regardless of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, that's why Jesus used the boy to, to show us it doesn't matter what you have, just bring it mm. and he'll multiply it. Right. Just bring what you have and let Jesus multiply it. He had a sack lunch. That's it. Yeah. Nobody uses paper bags anymore. Like we did growing up, but a sack, lunch, I think of it, when I think of a sack lunch, I think of a paper sack, brown paper, brown bag. paper <laughs> bag with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in there with, plain potato chips right he had a sack lunch that's it and jesus multiplied it he uses people and works through people it's all through scripture and he continues to do that today i mean that's that's the beauty he will use you whatever you're going through like he will use you and whatever you have he will he will use what you have to perform a miracle in your life or in somebody else's and sometimes i think we're so worried about 
I mean, granted, we all, we all can use a miracle. I know at different times, but, um, you know, sometimes we have to be content with where we're at and be on the lookout to, to be a part of somebody else's miracle. Mm-hmm. Because if we're always so self, self-centered and we're like, I need this, I need that, and we're not content with what we have, then we miss the opportunity to be a miracle for somebody else. And, and this little boy, did he come with the intention that day to be a miracle for somebody else? No, mm-hmm. probably not, but he was available. Yeah. He could have said like, no, I, this, is my, this is my food. This is my lunch. I'm worried about me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I need to take care of, like you said, maybe he brought it for his family. I need to take care of my family. But instead he offered what he had and Jesus multiplied it. We can learn so much from that. Well, not only did he multiply it, but there was leftovers. Yeah. I mean, on abundance. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, yeah, you're right. He multiplies and then meets the need and then he gives above and beyond. Yeah. He gives abundantly. And I love <coughs> Shayla and John 10, 10 says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, meaning Jesus have come that they may have life and have it to the full. ESV says you will have life and have it abundantly. Mm. It matches up with they had an abundance of leftovers, Yeah. right? 12 baskets full. And, and, and the enemy is here to destroy, just like I said earlier, when Jesus is asking you, do you want to get well? The enemy is saying, no, you don't. It's too hard. It's too much work. It's yeah. You sure you can pick up your mat, but your mat's going to be heavy and it's going to be a long walk and it's going to take you 20 miles to get to, to Jesus or whatever, you know, all these miracles, everything that you have, your friends, your family, everything. It's not worth it. Come back to me where, you know, you, you have comfort and, and come back to the bottle and come back to the, 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 the prescription and come back to the affair, whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're struggling with. And, and, but scripture tells us the thief is coming to steal kill and destroy he wants to destroy you and your and your family and your future and really he wants to he wants to destroy your eternity mm-hmm. you know if you haven't given your life to jesus your eternity is at stake and the enemy is fighting for your soul just as jesus is fighting for your soul and and but jesus says hey i have come and i have come to give you life and i've come to give you life to the fullest abundant life and if you would have told me you know, 15 and a half years ago, hey, later this year, you're going to give your life to Jesus and you're going to start a road of restoration. I've been like, am I going to say it for the third time? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no way. No, I, there's no way I would do that. You didn't say it. I say, oh, hell no. <laughs> there you go. Third time. I was thinking you'd say, what the hell? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, we were, oh, we're going to get censored today <laughs> on this episode. But that was because the enemy was speaking lies to me. Mm. And it wasn't until I really opened up my heart and, and began to hear God's word that, that I knew that, you know, the enemy was just trying to destroy us, Shayla. That's all it was. And it took us to go, yes, Jesus, we want to get well. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jesus, we want to pick up our mat. Yes, Jesus, we believe that you can feed our, our, our marriage, even though it looks completely broken. We know that you can feed it with even just a couple fish and a couple loaves of bread. Mm. Right. I mean, that's, again, you got to put yourself into these stories and, and, Otherwise, you're just reading a story that happened 2,000 years ago, and you're not using it to to give you hope. But I think, too, right now, um, w- we we live in a world and a society, Brian, that w- when <coughs> we don't see a miracle such as this, right, um, it's hard for us to believe in miracles. But God is 
doing and performing miracles every day. If if you're if you are sitting there listening to this podcast and you say, "Well, there's no miracles in my life." Stop and reflect, right? Your your life is a miracle. You know, your your journey is a miracle, but invite God into the hard times, the the junk. Invite him into the things that you're struggling with because a lot of times we wall God off from that, right? Yeah. We're like, we got this, yep, we're good. you know, but, but we're longing for Jesus to perform a miracle in our own life. And it may not be feeding 5,000, but it might be, and it will be when you pick up your mat, restoration of your family. It will be a marriage that is restored. Mm-hmm. It will be addictions, the chains that break off from addictions. So don't look at your life and say, no miracles are happening. You know, think of, think of when, if, when things go bad or when things are not going well, think of what Jesus said to the lame. Are you wanting to get better? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's what Jesus is saying. Are you wanting a change? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want to get well? Or do you want to lay on that mat? Or do you just want to lay there? Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm ready. Right. And I'm performing miracles but you've got to move. Yep, I love that. I love that. What a great way to finish. We, we began last week with a foundation verse for this series. And I want to read it, Shayla, here before we wrap up. It's John twenty thirty one. It says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I absolutely love that passage. Uh, I also love uh, in John chapter 21 verse 25 it's it's as as john closes he says jesus did many other things as well he's talking about other miracles if every one of them were written down i suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written Hmm. think about that it says little miracles every day he performs so many things that they couldn't write them all down and it's like you said it's a little miracles every single day there's a miracle waiting for you just have to believe you just have to believe that Jesus is there to give you a miracle and to heal whatever you're going through. Make the decision to follow Jesus. Surround yourself with other followers so you can begin to see the miracles in other stories because that's where your faith can grow as well. When you hear other stories and other miracles, your faith will be strengthened because he's still performing miracles. This isn't just a book from 2,000 years ago and you're like, oh, that was then. That's, he's not doing it now. He's, he's still doing it. Yep. He's still performing miracles and he's ready to give you one too. Yep. Uh, wrap it up. What a great week. What a great, uh, great part two to our series. Do you want a miracle? Um, we are so grateful for you to be part of our community. Shayla, thank you for providing so much wisdom once again today. I know, um, I know you bring up, bring so much value to our conversations and, uh, just grateful for you. Um, you are a miracle and, and, uh, we're a miracle Yeah. and uh, our kids are miracles. And Absolutely. so we do not take that for granted one bit. If you have not subscribed yet please do what are you waiting for go go do it now go yep right now subscribe when this uh, podcast ends in just a a few seconds and then also leave that review if you've not left a review review yet we would love for you to do that leave a rating Uh, that does help and uh, be back next tuesday where we will drop episode uh part three of this series do you want a miracle and uh we'll be back every tuesday that's where you'll find us it'll be different podcast all right so this next week Uh, Whatever you're going through, whatever struggle you are facing, uh, whatever obstacle is in front of you, know this. Know that Jesus is there for you. 
He is ready to give you a miracle and he's ready for you to be different.